back, Jingle Jangles. Hey everyone, and welcome back to River Dish. I'm Ryan. And I'm Sam. And we are here with special guest, my cousin, Rachel Gold. Hi! Well, Rachel Gold's no more, yes? Oh my god, yes, so Rachel recently got married, so now she's Rachel Rosenbaum. <laughs> I forgot too. Uh, yeah, we yeah. all forgot over yeah. here. Sadie Sadie, oh. married lady. Oh. How's life been? It's been good. You've Not- got... Yeah. You've gotten married. Married. She's gotten married, and that's only increased her like theories that she texts me every night about Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Now my my attentions are fo- solely focused on Riverdale and who the uh, murderer is. Well, that's good right. for us. Yeah. The wedding's behind you. Yeah. You're on to more important things. Oh yeah. I mean... Now, does your husband watch Riverdale? Does he get it? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How's that going? Well, that's, you know, that's stuff. But, I mean, he understands my love for the Real Housewives. He did come in last night while I was watching Riverdale, and he was like, these are supposed to be teenagers? In the cartoon? He was confused. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see yeah. how long it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> well, Good luck. a writer, and she is invested in this series, and she is here tonight to discuss this crazy episode. Yeah. So this week we had episode uh, 16, The Watcher in the Woods. And this was a crazy episode that kind of debuted Kevin Keller as more as just the gay best friend. Yeah. I was really happy uh, that they took this character, who was sort of your quintessential uh, gay BFF. Last year he was no, really well. subjected. <laughs> I know. But he was subjected to playing the role of just being uh, the best friend. Right. And here we get into some real issues uh, that that gay teenagers and mm, past teenagers uh, face day to day. It's true, and I really think Casey Cott gave an amazing performance in this episode. And you really felt for Kevin, and now, as you know, he's a series regular on the series, so I think his role's only going to increase from here. But his plot line was a little bit out there. Out there, in a, but in yet a good not. way, in a good way. But I said, "Okay, Betty." Listen, okay. So to get listen, into I've it, been night jogging. So it was about cruising, which I had to Google because I didn't know what that was. I can't believe you didn't know what that was. Nobody's ever taught me what Google. Okay, was. I not Google. But all your friends are gay. I was gonna say, Sam. All, all your my, friends are gay. All my friends are gay, but I, I only know like Grinder, or as the show said, Grind him. <laughs> but nobody's ever talked about cruising. I guess it's because we don't have woods here in New York City. Yeah, I guess, I mean, maybe people... Well, Central, Central Park, Park used to be. Like I don't think people spot, do that right? anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. I've literally never heard the term unless it's on a Disney cruise with a family, like getting, like, <laughs> pina coladas, like, frozen by the Cruising, going to that soft serve again. Yeah, that's, like, what I know. Well, Rachel would appreciate, when I first heard them say grind them, yeah. I, like, I was like, oh, she didn't say grinder. I thought she said grind up. And then I was like, the roundup? <laughs> and immediately my mind... Leads to Leanne. Oh, that's wonderful. He gets his dick sucked at the roundup. Oh my god. Another iconic yes. line from one of our cinematic shows yeah. of the, the century. The Real Housewives of I Dallas. I not have knives, but I have hands. Honestly, oh god, there's a world where Leanne is the Black Hood. I hope Leanne oh, Locken is Okay, the we should do a. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be a feat, a crossover of the Real Housewives in Riverdale. A, Stay tuned for our Dick It Into Dallas podcast coming up next. Well, we already have the Matchlorette. 
So, like, Real Housewives of Riverdale have to follow. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, fantastic. my God. I would love to put, like, you know, Alice Mine. Cooper, Alice. Penelope. Oh. That's a whole, like, redemption yeah, uh, season line oh, that she has. Oh, yeah. That is. Yeah. We have a lot to go off on here. Uh-huh. Anyway. You guys, I've already, like, slurred words. <laughs> I've had two sips of our uh, drink of the week, uh, which is called a Flat Ditch. Uh, it's sort of a dark and stormy, but it's mostly stormy. It's very stormy. Um, really it's a lot of rum. In honor that of was, high rum. Right. Right. Uh, high rum. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. Um, yeah, and a little muddled ginger and some lime. Very uh, But I haven't had anything to eat in like eight hours, and this is the first thing I've put in my body. So, uh, so here we go, yeah. you guys. I know. I didn't have the good fortune to be jogging in the woods. No. So I'm sorry I didn't bring any jingle jangle with me tonight. That could have really given you a boost. I know, but <laughs> that could be embarrassing, you know? Yeah. I don't need to be that up. Oh, God. Uh, so to recap, Kevin is cruising through the woods looking for guys to hook up with. I find it a little odd that there seems to be a plethora of gay men that are in the woods. In which, Riverdale? In Riverdale. Which also, what season is it? Because in every scene they're wearing coats, and in the woods nobody's wearing clothes. They're just making out. Like, it's yeah. fine. Like, you get a little steam when you're making out. Oh. I know that. It's definitely a leap. It's a leap. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for that leap. Yeah. And uh, Jughead kind of starts by saying, like, in fairy tales, they always tell you to stay out of the woods. Right. But, like, clearly enough of these gays have seen Into the Woods. <laughs> into the woods to find the people to hook up with to go cruising into the woods and don't go looking to the murderer. Something like that. Yeah. That's going to be our new theme song. <laughs> it should be. Now I understand... And it's time to leave the woods. So poor Kevin Keller, whenever he goes looking for a makeout in the woods, he gets interrupted by the possible death of one of his friends. Yeah. Now this was another stretch. I cannot believe that they're both alive. Yeah. Yeah, that was I weird. mean, they have good agents, like, keeping them on the series. But they both survived. Apparently Moose, his body, because he's a moose, he protected Midge, and right. he was hurt, but they're... Pretty much unscathed. Like, they're okay. Yeah, Midge was totally fine. Midge is totally yeah. fine. Her haircut still yeah. exists. Yeah, that's Still rocking the Krista Rodriguez bob. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, they're fine, and they end up in the hospital, and Archie immediately, when he finds out what happens, right, connects like, this to the Black Hood. Yeah. And he, they, so they have, the murderer has, like, these green eyes, right? That's yes. what they, that's the connection. Yeah, and yeah. Archie immediately, like, runs into the hospital room. He's like, what did his, what did he look like? Yeah. I'm like, dude, he almost died. This is like your seeming friends. Yeah. Um, but they kind of describe how his eyes are just blank, you know. Yeah. While looking in his eyes. I wish this episode was a musical episode. It would have added a lot to it. <laughs> it kind of is now, I We're guess. We're making it that, yes. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> anyway, they're fine. And Archie's now suspicious. And he asks his father if they should get guns. Right. We know as the viewer... Chekhov's gun. He has one already. And his dad's very against this. And he's like, no, absolutely not. Like, yeah. we're not in the Wild West. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Archie knows, like, Dilton gave me that gun. I have it. It's true. And he decides to start his own militia. Uh, what do we think of the Red Circle? It sounds like a period app. All I want to say is, the old Archie can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because he's dead. Okay, so the Red Circle... <laughs> First of all, something interesting that I found online that EW actually mentioned. The Red Circle was actually um, 
a name fold from an imprint of Archie Comics, which was published in the 1970s. Oh. And that was kind of a cool homage when he was looking at his comics, which were hiding his gun. Okay. And <laughs> As they do. It's, it's interesting. But the red circle, which at the end of the episode, Hiram kind of encourages him to do this, which we'll get into. But he literally makes the worst tape I've ever seen. Him in front of... The football team in red masks, most of them shirtless. Which was simply gratuitous. I like that part. Well, that was yes. The, that was true. Yeah, but it was like part. a low-budget Bukaki video. Right. You know? The whole thing kind of... Okay, first of all, the Where Red Circle... Where is this video airing? I, is he buying ad space in Riverdale... Like, YouTube? Well, it seems, Hiram seems to be watching it on YouTube. I'm sure they have a Riverdale name for oh, YouTube, you know? yeah. But um, all, we'll is, find that this out. This is endorsed by the high school. Yeah, that was weird, too. Uh, that made me, uh, I was kind of suspicious. Yes, I mean, you Principal know what? Principal Weatherby has always been against these kids. He's always been, like, the party pooper. Right, so why is he so okay with why this? Why now? Why also, this sperm? <laughs> and also, why put more kids at risk? I mean, you know think what? about the that liability. Thing, right? The whole thing kind of reminds me of Dumbledore's army, in oh, a way. Yeah. But in a way right. where I think Archie is trying to protect the town, but he also is trying to impress Hiram Lodge. And we get into it, and the Lodges um, have Archie over for dinner. This is a big episode for Veronica, because she gets her dad to meet her friends, which apparently he's never done before. Right. Because he was too busy extorting people's money. Yeah. Same. So... <laughs> Archie and Hiram kind of have a moment, which starts with Hiram going, Would you care for some rum? Hey, clink your glass. If you're listening to this. You're hearing uh, what happens when you drink rum, or at least me. At first, I was like, Is this a trap? Um, I was happy Veronica answered for Archie because clearly you're like, what, what do you do in that moment? You're 16. Right. You're girlfriend's tough father offers you alcohol. And let's not like, you're supposed to say, like, right. no, I no. don't do that. Yeah. But also, Veronica's a New York City, like, prep school kid. Well, she has mimosas every yeah. morning, she's it seems like. Before you know? school? Which... I know. <laughs> girl, girl after my own heart. But guys, what did you also make, like, Archie was also, you know, given a pretty dire warning about Mr. Lodge. Well, also. By his father before going to that dinner, too. And by Hermione to Veronica. Veronica... Yeah. Um, and her mother is still kind of at odds ends, oh, yeah. and Hermione is going behind Hiram's back and telling Ronnie not to get Archie close to him. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, and Hiram's, then Hiram threatens her, right? Which is kind of he hot. threatens Hermione, and then he like weirdly kind of threatens, like pushes Archie to like up the ante with the red circle, and you know. Gives really weird advice to a 16-year-old boy. Which, maybe he has ulterior motives. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But speaking of the Lodge family, I think this brings us to our... Miha Moment of the Week! Miha Moment of the Week. (laughs) This happens at the beginning of the episode, uh, when Mark Consuelos comes out and addresses uh, his wife and daughter. So this is our Miha Moment of the Week. Thought I heard my two palomitas out here chirping. Uh, Is that my careful con leche? Thank you, Daddy. There it is. Miha moment of the week. Miha moment of the week. I guess we should describe um, to our listeners uh, who have been with us for ages now. Uh, we're we're switching up the podcast a little bit. It's still the same us. Uh, maybe a little bit drunker, if that was possible. <laughs> 
Um, but we're gonna add some uh, some fun segments, and we love interacting with you guys. Like yeah. tweet us. Uh, tweet us. Send us your theories, your thoughts, your input. Send us your Miha moment of the week. Yeah, we want to hear from you. If you remember from season one, uh, it took a few episodes for the show to address that the lodges were of Hispanic descent. Right. Uh, so the the first time they used Miha kind of threw us off of like, oh, this show is diverse. <laughs> Yeah, and now that they are, Hiram this week walks, waltzes into the room and says, like, con leche. That I, that wasn't correct, but it was something like that. I, took, <laughs> I think it sounded exactly like that. Rachel. Yeah, I took I French in school. I took Chinese. That's really offensive. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to have to edit that out. Yeah, please. <laughs> anyway. So, let's talk about Betty's mother and her family. Oh, yeah. So, an ominous letter shows up on the Cooper's doorstep. Like, full manila envelope. Right. Like, Cooper 90s on the style. Front. Yeah. And Betty doesn't even... She's Listen, just like, hey, mail. I'm you not know? a handwriting expert, but this is the handwriting of a, a serial killer. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah. literally, Total like, Cooper uh-huh. in all caps, like, Sharpie on the manila envelope. And Betty really, like, doesn't react at all. She's like, oh, mom, mail for you. <laughs> like, on the stoop. Like, what? I guess, you know. I get one package, I'm like, oh my god, is it anthrax? Like, what is this? <laughs> and Betty just doesn't care. Yeah, I get yeah. very excited when I get packages. I get too. Me too. I'm like, some, I sent In the woods. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we learned that inside the package, uh, there's Fred's wallet, Grundy's glasses, and a note from the Black Hood. Dun, dun, dun. Who self-identifies himself. And we learn that he's after the sinners of Riverdale. Miss right. Grundy, Fred Andrews, and Midge and Moose. So, yeah. and more. Uh, and Polly's smart. Polly oh, shows up Polly out of nowhere. So like, yeah. Also, Polly's literally been pregnant for like, I know. ever now. But It's like weird. She needs to have the t- baby But time already. makes sense. No, still. it does like, make sense. A lot of stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a summer high, just like, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But she's like, I have a... I have Child out of wedlock with my cousin. Yeah, like, obviously I'm next. No, Rachel, yeah. it'd be like me being pregnant with your baby. Rachel's my cousin. Anyway, <laughs> that would really be a feat. So here's here's one of our first clues, though. So we know that the killer knows the sins of each of the, every right. one of these people. Yeah. Not a lot of people seemingly knew about Fred Andrews. And his uh, scandalous past. I thought it was because he like had an adulterous affair with Hermione. Right, but not a lot of people like who knew that. Yeah, that's I think what this I thought narrows was like, really are... weird too. So who do you think it is? I'm finding from this episode alone, I found the Cooper parents very suspicious. I found it suspicious that immediately, um, first of all, her Hal was silent, and also then when Polly was kind of freaking out, he was very. Like subdued about it, he's like, "You're fine. Don't worry. Like, you're safe here." Yeah. How does he know she's safe? You know. Uh And also, he's right now. He's the only one with a physical build that matches the Black Hood. That's true. But I don't know because I feel like that's kind of obvious. I do still think it's going to be someone that we haven't been introduced to yet. But I I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the letter. Um, they go to Sheriff Keller and the mayor. Right. And they both encourage the Coopers not to post this, not to scare the town. And what do they do? They have a Mean Girls burn book moment, and they publish it everywhere, and it's 
throughout the school. It's everywhere. Everybody's aware of this now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a hard moment because, as we know, I am suspicious of the government of Riverdale. Yes. I don't trust the mayor. I don't trust uh, Sheriff Keller. Yeah. So I was sort of like power to you, uh, Coopers. Right. But I, I, I do get their point of not wanting to release that to a town. I do too. Um, yeah. But there is a murderer on the loose. Right. And you would think it's they very would WikiLeaks. Want, yeah, you would think they would want the town to at least know that we're like heading in a direction. It's like, you know, not to like you know you want to engage more people with it so you can get more information. Maybe other people will have an idea now of who it could be. It's true. And that brings us back to Kevin's storyline. Betty is really mad at him for going through the woods when there's a serial killer on the loose. As she should be. She's nervous for him. So what do you guys think of that, though? Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here because I think Kevin has one of his best acting moments when he explains to Betty why he's going in the woods. And it really hit home. Because not for me, but I, I feel like a lot of people, you know, in that community, like, identify with this, like, Look at Riverdale, look at this town, look at these, like, you know, kind of Archie and Veronica, Betty and Jughead. Like, it's very, like, platonically, like, this is how we do things. This is our straight little world over here. And, like, very heteronormative. Yes, it's very heteronormative. And here we have Kevin, like, saying, this is the only way I can meet people and experience things here. And, like, if you can't accept that, Betty, like, then we're not friends. Right. It says, you act like you've got the same set of options. Yeah. Yeah. That was, honestly, that was the most character development we've ever seen from Kevin and I felt for him. Yeah. I really did. There was the brilliant moment when uh, Cheryl mentions Dark Betty oh, and yeah. Kevin goes, oh right, except for when you're exploring your BDSM sexuality. <laughs> I love that the show is so self-aware that they can make fun of itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like Betty at first I was like, yeah, like nobody should be going out in the woods right now. There's a murderer on the loose. Hello. But you know, she didn't go that route with it, almost. Like, she was like, I don't think you should be hooking up with strange men. Yeah. And I was kind of like, like, it's just, like, you know, it might be strange to you, but it's not strange to him, or it's not out of his comfort zone, right? But I think the biggest thing is, like, why are we all going out at night, you know? There's a murder, like, well, Ethel was out there, too, right? Isn't that her name? Ethel didn't yes. get the memo. <laughs> yeah. And she's also advertising Stranger Things season two. <laughs> yeah, she's like... <laughs> Like, my show is coming. <laughs> but yeah, so tomorrow. that was really interesting with Kevin. And there's also a really nice moment with him and Moose in the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Nice where they kind of, Moose is still closeted. He's dating. I like Moose now. I like Moose too. Yeah, Moose is also my dog's name. Um, yeah, so but slight bias there. Slight bias. But it was really a nice moment where you could tell Moose has feelings for Kevin. Yeah. And he, he really like values him as a friend and as a person. It was really nice to see. And we get that Kevin moment too when he walks up to the car, oh, and we that get that great. flash. Did you guys at first uh-huh. think that was real? No, when he gets I thought stabbed. that was totally I real. real. I was like, oh my god, they can't kill him off already. I know, well, it, I know. it pissed me off because we knew that he was becoming a series regular right. this season, yeah. and I'm like, oh, are they gonna stab him? And then like, is he gonna survive too? Like, right. what's in the water at Sweetwater River? You yeah. know, like but, it uh, keeps people alive. But also, I read another um, post today that was um, the showrunner um, said that that was actually. I was going to wait for you to announce the showrunner's name. I was going to try to, but I know I'm going to pronounce it it. wrong. No, I can't. I'm going to say it incorrectly and everyone's going to make fun of me. (laughs) Maybe next time. I can say his last name. Aguirre Sacasa. There we go. I 
kind of good, right? But anyway, he said the scene where Kevin gets stabbed um, was actually kind of pulled from Brokeback Mountain. And there's a scene that's quite like that in that movie. And it was to kind of increase the paranoia and just the idea of, like, what could happen yeah. in this yeah. moment. I hate to um, uh, stereotype here, but, like, his first two hookups were, like, like the first guy was like very cute. The couple was cute that he went after yeah. the second time, and then this guy, I'm like, no, honey. Yeah, this like, guy you was can do like, better. Yeah. Oh, I know. No, I well, Kevin think, and Athleisure. Do we think that guy was anyone? Oh, Kevin and Athleisure looks good. Yeah. Do we think the guy in the car was anybody like related to this murder? I don't um, know. We'll see. Maybe. Can't rule it out at this point. There was a bird on the hood of his car. I'm just saying. Oh. Like a bird. <laughs> I don't know. Into the woods to find so, her. So, <laughs> another interesting part of this whole uh, cruising debacle right. is uh, Cheryl's part in it. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Cheryl should not be judgmental here. And she's no. not, but she also tips Betty off to the fact that uh, Kevin's oh, she was doing totally this. judgmental. She, well, so at the beginning of the episode... Just as a show, you know, previously on, I texted Samantha and I was like, new theory, Cheryl is the murderer. And uh, and I was like, I am so right about this. I'm so right about this. And so when they show Cheryl at Pops where she sees Kevin, you know, going off into the woods and she like said something really ominous about it, I was like, oh, like she's going to go kill him next because, you know, he's having sex in the woods. And uh, and then I was wrong. And I I did... <laughs> Text Sam back, and I, I, said, I, never I said, mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> My theory is, I think Cheryl's looking. Cheryl needs a gay. She does need a gay. That's and true. she knows that the way to the one gay in the school is by separating him from Betty. Yeah, you know what? She does a great character analysis of Kevin, and she's like, you know what? He used to be fat and have acne, and now he's hot. Yeah. What did she say? Yeah. He's a smoke show. <laughs> That really, like, rang true for me. I'm not saying I'm a smoke show, you guys. Yes, that's, you that's, are. That's, that's why we do a podcast. Ryan Bloomquist is very handsome. I have a great... He very handsome. He's single. I have, a, I have a great face for podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's... That, it was true, though. You know, I grew up, like, very overweight. And then, like, you know, you have your sexual yeah. awakening. And then you're like, oh, I'll fuck anything that moves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to edit that out. Parents <laughs> no. listen to this. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. But at the end, we see that this has ruined Betty's relationship with Kevin. And I think it's strategic on yeah. Cheryl's part. You know what? She's a master manipulator. So I wouldn't be surprised so if it was. Did yeah. Betty out him to his father? Is that what she did? No, he's been out. No, no, no. She, I think that Betty oh. just... She told his father that he was in the woods. I, she probably didn't say what he was doing. I think she... I, don't I think she, she did, yeah. So, Maybe she did. I mean, he ices her out. Like... It's nice because he's very open. The dad I think is he a... is out to the dad. The dad's yeah. like accepting. Oh, they have a nice moment too. Yeah, that was a really nice moment. So I was like, did he not know? Did he? No, he knows he's gay. No, sure. he just doesn't know that he's like going to the woods what and making out with strangers yeah. that he finds. Yeah. Into the woods to find the stranger <laughs> to make out to not get murdered. Anyway. Uh, Kevin's not the only person uh, separating from Betty a little bit. Oh, we have yeah. a Jughead's adventure. Yeah. So Jughead yeah. finally transfers to Southside High, which Ooh. is pretty much Rikers Island. Uh, yeah, that school is a real The school is horrible. I mean, listen, they have to be screened to go in. People are doing jingle jangle like in the hallways. 
Yeah. <laughs> the teacher doesn't give a fuck. Like, As Tony Topaz says, this place is crawling with the JJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the names in this show are great. I mean, the school's comically bad. It's yeah, comically it bad. Is. But we do meet Tony Topaz, who is a serpent, and she... Is a total babe. A total babe. Oh my She's God. She's really hot. I want that hair. Oh yeah, she's going to give Betty a real run for her money, and I'm excited for it. So she shows Jughead the school, gives him like the lay of the land, and pretty much tells him, you need to be friends with the serpents, otherwise you're going to be iced out by everybody. And he, Jughead, the, the loner that he is, yeah. is like, no, I prefer to sit alone. Is there a newspaper? I'd like to do it. Like, <laughs> typical. Yeah. And what happens? He gets beat into a pulp. By by the ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, you're like, really couldn't come up with a better name. Um, but it's another Archie uh, lore connection. Right. And so is Jingle Jangle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The song we played in the beginning of this episode actually was the Archies singing Jingle Jangle. Oh. And Rachel, you're a, uh, you've read I'm many very, of the Archie very comics. Familiar with Archie Do comics. a lot of these things come back to you? Or, Okay, not the Jingle Jingle and not the Ghoulies. But, I mean, you know, like, I, I, I feel like I, I know the relationships well. Like, I was actually thinking, like, um, in the comics, Veronica's dad hated Archie. Like, it was, like, a comical, like, struggle. And sometimes there would be, like, comics just kind of about, you know, Archie trying to bend over backwards to please Mr. Lodge. And Mr. Lodge would just kind of, you know, kick him out the door or Archie would mess up somehow. Kind of like Amelia Bedelia-esque. Um, you know, gotta interesting. From a, yeah, from I mean, the more you dig into everything in Riverdale, and you think something's like comically like amplified, it's just a reference or an homage to something that's old in the yeah. comics, which is which is great, really. Yeah, I guess nice. in, in nice. looking it up, the Ghoulies uh, were monsters in a band. It was kind of part of the Sabrina yes. comics. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I can't wait for I thought maybe Sabrina was coming in tonight when we were like at the woods I think she'll be on close to like the mid-season finale or yeah something. no you're mm. probably right we'll I'm see really, really excited but also do we think the ghoulies beat Jughead up or do you think it was the serpents trying to get him to be his friend oh I like that I, I think that's what happened because yeah. because Tony so Betty goes to visit Jughead at, so he starts a newspaper he right. connects with the teacher who's like Cool. He was cute. He's really cute. Yeah. So he <laughs> connects and he brings back the newspaper, which apparently um, it was defunct. It was defunct because the school had such a big drug problem and gang problem, evidently. Yeah. So Jughead starts at the newspaper. He's the editor, and Tony Topaz, who is introduced with a camera, is the photographer. Okay. And um, they start that up, and they kind of find a home in the newspaper room, and Betty comes to visit him at night with some instant coffee yeah. and Tony we, we already see the threat of Tony Topaz on, mm-hmm. on Bughead mm-hmm. and I mean here's this hot chick who pretty much like relates to Jughead a lot more than Betty and she right. lets us know that because she's like oh you're not what I pictured because you see Betty all buttoned up and ponytailed yeah. and you know what was interesting too though it felt like Betty didn't seem to be threatened by Tony but Tony seemed to be really threatened by Betty you think so? Yeah. Huh. That was the vibe I, saw I got. Both I just you know, yeah. I saw Betty a little bit taken by Tony. I thought I thought that it was both sides. Yeah, but yeah. she was like, "Oh, Tony, you'll watch after him, like, won't you?" Uh, uh, sorry, you know, Betty. Said but that's like Tony. super manipulative, like asserting I know, your and power. Then, and, but then own. I feel like it made Tony more flustered. Mm. You know, because 
You get well, I think Tony it's definitely going to be crush. one of our uh, our main conflicts. Uh-huh. In this right, season. and I think Tony like because she knew who Jughead was when he got to the school because I think FP is kind of known within the serpent circle. Right. So Jughead's totally. like a seventh celebrity. You know, he's like known in the in the in the circle. And I so I felt like there was also some tension starting to arise between Archie and Veronica. I think yes. that that's going to be played upon later this season too, mm-hmm. which I'm excited for. So. Um, tension within Bughead. Tony is introduced. And another thing we forgot to mention about the Lodge is Veronica asks if she can have a bigger role in the company, in Lodge mm. Enterprise. She wants to be in the room where it happens. Yeah. Thanks, Hamilton. I mean, that can only go terribly. Well, there's no way it's going <laughs> to work out well. Especially when she sees that portrait of her. Oh my god. Could, if my father had a portrait of me, like Your just father me, does have like those portraits. Of actually, my dad totally does. <laughs> but I don't look like Wednesday Adams in them. I look tragic with bangs and I'm like 13. <laughs> they're very cute and sweet. Hers is really scary and I feel like, I don't know, it's like hiding a secret lock that has like all of his dark, like Hiram's dark deeds behind it or something, right? It's super creepy looking. It's true and I must say that at the end of the episode, Hiram does the swivel chair, evil, oh, yeah. genius kind of thing, where he's watching the video. That video. And he looks like an evil mastermind. He does? Yeah. Yeah. I bet you when Veronica goes in that room, like, if he brings her into the study, he's going to cover that portrait. It's tricky, though, because I think Veronica, like, she's trying so hard to please her father and have a relationship with him. And we all know, as a viewer and as just fans of... TV and narrative plot, like there's no way this went well at all. No, yeah. Well, I think that maybe brings us to uh, one of our new segments. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's sticky. That's sticky. So, ooh, that's sticky is going to be our breakdown of the best burn of the week. Uh, we love the Riverdale writers here at Riverdish, uh, and we want to give credit to the burns that they create. Uh, Sam, want to do the honor for our first Ooh That Sticky? I will. It comes from our very own Hermione Lodge. And she goes, Don't be thirsty, Veronica. Friends, and that will happen. Just no need to rush it. No need to be so thirsty, Veronica. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was so I mean, she said that, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. 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 Oh, totally. <laughs> like, she, like, I want that to be my ringtone. Oh, yeah. Or, like, <laughs> like my text notifications. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was like, did she really just say that to Veronica? Yeah. I love how she whispered it, like, in Veronica's ear, too. Yeah. She was like, don't, don't be thirsty, thirsty, Veronica. And it was about her own, like, father, which was kind of weird. It wasn't like she was posting too much on Instagram, you know? I mean... <laughs> They both have some daddy issues that oh, we're yeah. gonna oh, yeah. get into. Lucky for you, I got all these daddy issues. So anyway, to conclude this episode, we are left, and we are still wondering who is this killer, what's gonna happen next, and what's gonna happen to Archie and the Red Circle. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, we learn uh, to start jogging in the woods. <laughs> I'm gonna start running. Did you guys ever run in high school? Or like, no, like in I run the woods now. or... So I did a um, freshman year. I was in a production of Fiddler on the Roof, of course. and I was cast as a Russian dancer. Stop. But in order to train for like the Russian dance, our uh, director made us like physically train. So we had to go to the gym, and like we would run 
And in our town, there was like a wooded area called the Supply Pond. Oh, it was where like all the water for the town came from. And we would have to jog through the Supply oh, Pond. And now I'm like, what did I miss growing up? You know what? I think you can relive those days and just get to Central Park and start cruising. Yeah, people would do drugs at the Supply Pond, but I didn't oh. think any like any cruising was happening. Yeah, but right. you know what? You can start that up here in New York right now. Yeah, look at that. Meet me in Central Park, boys. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in. Rachel, thank you so much for being oh, here. We love having you. you. I love being with you guys. Hey, dream. Where can we follow you? Have your handles changed? They have. have and to be she's honest, married now, guys. I don't her. totally remember what I changed them to. I think oh, it's no. at Rachel. I think my Twitter one is the same. I think that's still rgold1014. And I think my Instagram is rosegold2406. Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> and I'm at Sam Gold with two Gs. I'm at Ryan Bloomquist. Follow the podcast. You can follow us at, at Riverdish on Twitter. Uh, email us, riverdishpod at gmail. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, this isn't a new segment, but uh, a little shout out to uh, Bradford Carter uh, for tweeting about us this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, at the end of the day, we're just needy and uh, thirsty. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so we gotta go watch The Bachelorette. But thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.